With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. This is a product of BevNet. And this is the BevNet Sports Report, and I'm your host and your sports director, Rob Hudson. Anybody that wants to call in uh, online, our on-air call-in number is 724-444-7444. And you're going to press pin number 145234. And then you're going to press uh, one pound to listen into the show. And if you are you know, compelled and you want to join the conversation, you can hit star eight. And this conversation is brought to you by, well, the conversation is brought to you by Looking Glass Entertainment. And uh, I'd like to thank everyone and welcome to 2018. Uh, I missed you guys. Uh, my last show, uh, you know, life happened. But you know what? I'm here tonight, and um, I'm just ready to get into it. Um, <clears throat> just to, you know, let anybody know that uh, if anybody had, uh, you know, probably looked me up on Facebook, um, yeah, I do have, you know, on my Facebook account uh, an email where you can, um, email address where you can um, email me and, you know, uh, so, I, you know, I didn't announce it on air before, but, you know, um, I am starting to get some emails about this, you know, this, this sports report. And so if you want to email me, uh, if you don't get a chance to call in, but you want to ask me a question, uh, you can just go ahead and email me at phillyguyrob at yahoo.com. I'd be glad to uh, entertain your your questions, you know, um, you know, time, you know, with time constraints and, you know, willing. So, yes. Uh, you know, I wouldn't mind, you know, answering it. And um, one email did, you know, uh, grasp my attention. And so I'm just going to address, the, you know, the email. And basically it was asking me about golf and why I don't cover the sport of golf. And, you know, I do remember briefly, I'm not sure which show, but you can go into the archives, you know, just go to, uh, you know, BevNet, like you're on TalkShoe, and uh, you can go ahead and listen to the archives. And, um one of the things I was saying was that the golf season was, you know, waning down where wasn't too much activity, and it seems like Tiger Woods, you know, um, he did have a nice little spurt where it looked like, uh, you know, we've seen a, a little glimpse of some of the old him, you know, and, you know, the, the thing I have about, you know, the sport of golf is I haven't been interested in golf until Tiger Woods came on the scenes. And with golf, their their rings, you know, uh, a certain um, old boy network where, so I'm not into it, and I, I won't get into it until you know golf really demonstrates, you know, uh, the how can I put it? Well, you know, they need to see a phenom like Tiger Woods or uh, a Vin Vin Singh. Or you know somebody before they even say, hey, you know, um, you know, any any man of color, we're not really, we really don't have any care or interest in you, because there's still country clubs all across this country right now, 
that don't even allow a black man or a man of color to be a caddy. And this is, when I say golf, you know, country club is different from golf courses. When you hear the word country club, you know, it rings where that means that only a select few and a few, and, and normally, you know, it's a bunch of middle-aged white guys. And, you know, I'm not, I have nothing against middle-aged white guys, but that's usually who's part of the club. And even when you see where they're, you know, they have gardeners tending to the, the grounds, you don't see anybody of color even there. And everybody knows that, you know, um, and not to disparage any, you know, any race or any, you know, nationality, but, you know, Mexicans are, are really great at, you know, landscaping. And you don't even see a Mexican or anybody, even a Puerto Rican, or even one thing you see is just one color. And when I mention the name, you know, country club, that is all you see. So, you know, the, the sport of golf, you know, right now with the waning, um, the, 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 the waning of Tiger Woods where his, you know, his skills seem to, to have declined to a point where he seems to be just an average or, you know, maybe slightly below average golfer, you know, they're fine with that because all of a sudden the uh, sensation of, of golf and minorities seems to want to be diminished and that way they'll have their sport back to their self. And, you know, with that attitude, you know, I'm not going to say, you know, attitude for attitude. Unless something sensational happens with the sport of golf, you know, um, I I don't think it's going to be too many uh, different reports about golf from me. And it's, you know, like I said, unless, you know, like they, you know, like they have the attitude of where not unless a sensational, you know, guy comes out you know, uh, no matter what color or what, what race, you know, um, they can go ahead and say, hey, you know what, well, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll jump behind them. But it's not a, a, a full, wholeheartedly where they support the guy. I mean, throughout Tiger Woods' career, it was, you know, uh, one thing after another. He hits the ball too hard. Oh, wow, or he, he does this or he does that. Or, you know, he can't get out of a sand trap. I don't remember, you know, um, you know, God rest his soul, Payne Stewart or, you know, uh, Jack Nicholson or any, I mean, Nicholson, Jack Nichols, you know, um, actually pulling their, you know, their, their way out of a sand trap and actually winning the tournament. You know, there's usually a sand trap. Those sand traps were to stop the great golfers from actually winning the tournament. But Tiger Woods used to actually fall into sand traps and actually get out of them eventually and win the tournament. So, you know, it goes to say, you know, um, touche to you, you know. I guess, you know, we don't belong there. So guess what? As long as you keep naming your golf courses, you know, country clubs, you know, and, and you have the, the strict criteria of uh, who is allowed and who's not allowed, you know, guess what? You can have this, this sport of golf. You know, you, you can have it. And, you know, not to bring in, you know, 2018, with a, you know, a mean-spirited, you know, attitude, but, you know, you know, the, the sport of golf can survive because the millionaires, you know, the Donald Trumps and, you know, uh, whoever else that, you know, has 
membership the country clubs, they don't want to see us and they don't want to think of us. That's their, their getaway from, oh, you know what, I saw the occasional, uh, you know, minority and, uh, you know what, I had to interact with them. But there, you know, in the country clubs, you know, they don't have to. And you're not allowed. You know, maybe if you're a UPS guy or a FedEx driver delivering something, you're at the front door, you you know, you get the guy to sign for you the package, and that's it. That's as close as you get into going to a country club, and that's the cold word for saying you you don't belong. So until they stop using the word country clubs, you know, um, I really don't care for the sport of golf, and you know, that, you know that's going to be it on me talking about golf. And, you know, what I'm going to be talking about tonight real briefly is going to be the the four major season sports that uh, I believe that, you know, it is in the hearts of everybody because these are the winter months where we are, you know, basically, you know, we're in the home most of the time. It's cold. It's miserable in most states. And I'm going to be covering the UFC UFC fighting, the NHL, NHL hockey, the NBA, and uh, I'm going to go deeply into the NFL. So just, you know, just to get into the UFC fighting, and uh, UFC fighting is, is fast becoming my favorite sport. And the UFC, you know, you know I know they had the, uh, the, the thoughts of, uh, you know, cross uh, sports with, the, you know, Conor McGregor, you know, Floyd Mayweather. But uh, as far as, you know, the options for Floyd Mayweather, his best option is maybe to try, you know, UFC fighting because I don't see him having another big payday uh, through pay-per-view, and that's where he's got a major portion of his big money, and they're trying to make it happen. So, you know, just stay tuned for that one, and, uh, you know, don't forget, you know, my next show is going to be um, coming up on January 17th, and UFC fighting, uh, UFC 220 is going to be set for January 20th. So I'll pretty much have a lot more information about the fight cards, about what's, you know, uh, what likely may or may not happen with that uh, McGregor, you know, uh, Mayweather, you know, uh, match that most likely will happen to be a UFC match. And, you know, right now there's a lot of guys that, uh, you know, for the UFC matches, I don't know if anybody's familiar with the UFC matches, but they're trying to make weight. And uh, it is it is a sanction, you know. Even though it's a very violent sport, um, everything's sanctioned. Um, all the fighters are usually um, equally in proportion to you know where it is you know technically as safe as possible for for them to compete. So yes, it, it is you know a violent sport, and yes, you know uh, it's not you know. Um, Safe is a lot of sports, but, you know, um, a lot of men, you know, we, we gravitate to, you know, sex and violence on, on TV or what we watch. And this is the type of, uh, you know, this is like the ultimate, you know, uh, thing for, for men to watch. I mean, I, I, I would watch, you know, when I, I used to watch UFC fights, it was always the, the main UFC events, but now it's just, you know, uh, you never know what happens in the match. It's not like, a, there, you know, there's going to be a match where, you know, uh, you're not sure, you know, who's going to win. It's just that, you know, at any point or any time, 
you know, someone can win a match with a lucky punch, lucky kick, you know, or, you know, unfortunately sometimes there's headbutting. But the referees are, you know, right there in that sport, they're very, very good. And they they can, and they can, you know, for the most part, um, make sure that, you know, any of the fighters don't get seriously hurt. And, and you know, they're, they're trained, you know, as, you know, uh, emergency personnel technicians. So if someone, you know, gets knocked out or someone stops breathing or whatever, they're, they're capable of uh, helping resuscitating, you know, that fighter. So it's not like, you know, it is totally, you know, it is barbaric, but it's not totally, totally barbaric. Um, and it seems like, yes, you know, I'm justifying the sport. And, yes, I, I, I will, you know, um, try to justify as much as, you know, I can. This was like, you know, back in the day when, you know, in the 70s and 80s where, you know, everyone was saying that, uh, you know, football is, is such a brutal sport. And, um, you know, it, you know, football is brutal, but, you know, at the time, you know, right now it's like mainly, you know, sanitized. And, you know, just to, you know, just to push things along, you know, UFC fighting is, you know, it, it is just, the, it's like the new, you know, the NFL from, you know, the 70s and 80s where everyone was, you know, uh, were saying that, hey, for some reason, you know, this is too barbaric and, you know, you shouldn't watch it. All right, and I'm going to go into the NHL now. NHL hockey, it is so perplexing this season. And, you know, if you're a fan of the NFL, you know, I feel sorry for you, you know. And, you know, for one, once the regular season hit, and I see the first couple of games, you know, I'm, I'm looking like, what is going What is What is going on? What is wrong with this? What is wrong? And I, I just see the refs. You know, they're just, like, really, like, you know, it's kind of hard for this sport to have a young superstar come up in this league, the NHL, NHL hockey, where they can actually feel comfortable and come into their own without having refs actually calling unneedless penalty after penalty after penalty. This is nothing like the postseason we saw last season where the refs, it seemed to put their whistles in their pocket, let the game be played. No one was nobody, no one was blatant with you know checking or even you know trying to draw you know fights you know. And I, I, I'm gonna tell you, you know that whole the whole thing with the blue line. I'm just really it, it, it's like you know it, it's like confusing. Like when do you really call that call? And, you know, one of the things I used to enjoy when I used to have my friends over when we would, you know, on Saturday nights would be, you know, I would watch NHL hockey, you know. Um, you know, Saturday nights should be hockey night. And, you know, during any point of the regular season, it would be a nice, you know, matchup of, of teams. And, you know, my, my friends, they would be like, hey, uh, what's going on? I'm not familiar with hockey. And then that's when I just sit up and say, hey, Oh, you don't know about hockey, and I would explain everything. And it's just like you know, explaining to, you know, um, 
pretty much a, like a female that doesn't know anything about a sport and they ask you a bunch of questions. And it's not like I'm just saying like I reduce my friends to, you know, a bunch of females. But what it was was I was introducing them to hockey, and once they, they learned and they saw fights and stuff like that, and it's like, you know, fighting is almost not even a major part of the sport, even though, you know, it shouldn't. I know it's about, you know, hockey, you know, about the game of hockey, about finesse. More so right now today, it's more about finesse and, uh, you know, not so much, you know, checking, you know, forward checking, you know, some players, you know, just let them know, hey, I'm right here, you know, you're not going to have your way on ice. But, you know, it's just like the refs just kind of like destroyed the game. And it's like right now, this season, from after watching such a great, you know, um, epic, you know, hockey playoff, you know, series after series, it was like uh, even though you might be rooting for one team, you know, that like you want to watch every night of hockey last season when they had the playoffs, no matter if you didn't, you didn't care who won, you just wanted to watch some good hockey, and that's what you were watching. You know, but now it's like, um, and you know, the hockey season is, they have 82 games like the, you know, the NBA, but, you know, the, the 82 games is just too long, and the way these refs are calling the games, it makes it painful to watch. And, you know, I'm, I'm I'm trying not to check out, you know, into the postseason because I don't think it's, you know, it would be cool for me, you know. And the only reason why I'm hanging in there because I'm the sports director. I do want to, you know, make sure that, you know, I am reporting on all the major sports during the season. And hockey around this time is a major sport, you know, whether, you know, it's not as many people that like it or not. I mean, I know that hockey used to be better than what I'm seeing right now. And, you know, Normally, if I wasn't doing this show, I would say, hey, I'm checking out NHL, you know, hockey. I see you until the postseason. But I'm going to hang in there, and I'm going to watch a couple of games. I might, may, might not watch as many games as I used to. And, you know, I, you know, as years going by, I don't host those Saturday night, you know, hockey games where, you know, we can sit by and, you know, we can watch, you know, hockey together and we, you know, as I've learned the game of hockey, you know, and, you know, show it to my friends. And I know after, if any of them had saw the postseason last season where it was so exciting and so thrilling, it just seems like, you know, last season it was like no team really had any advantage over the, over the other ones, no matter you were the number one seed or number one, number eight seed. Anybody had a chance of winning, whether you had home field advantage or not. It was a great, great hockey postseason last season, and you know I don't know what the refs are going to do in the postseason, but I hope they call it the way they did because last season was a was a great hockey season, and you know just the you know switch topics. I'm just going to jump into um, the NBA because I, I do have a lengthy piece uh, for the NFL, and it's and it, it trust me. We'll have we will have fun with it. So you know the NBA, you know, boy, the NBA is, is just you know, man, for you know fans to watch, you know, some nights and you know, I know that you know they need to fill you know stadiums, but time and time again, I've been you know to uh, a couple of basketball games this season. It was just for me to just you know, uh, just to do some entertainment outside my home. And, you know, I know you can watch it just as well as, you know, uh, 
anything, but some most of the times, you know, going to that uh, basketball arena where you just get that bas- you know, that experience, that NBA experience. Sometimes it's just fun to just you know go ahead and uh, have that fun time there. So you know now it's just like now all of a sudden, almost at every game that I've attended, you know it seems like 30 minutes before the game, then you know after people start getting seated, they're you know going to concession stands and you know and it's it seems like it's almost all over the NBA where. There's a player, star player, at that. Seems like for some reason they won't be playing in the game. And, you know, my thing is, it's like when I used to watch NBA basketball, whether, you know, I used to sneak in to, you know, my hometown arena, and I would, uh, you know, or some, most, some, sometimes I might be able to, you know, spring some money together because, you know, we in, in the era where I watched, you know, basketball, whether on TV or in the, in, in the stadium. I mean, our our players, they, they you know, the, the players that play for, you know, teams, and sometimes when you had a team that wasn't even doing that good, sometimes, you know, you would love to see that, uh, you know, uh, that opposing player that, you know, was actually there you know, from for the team, and he was a superstar, even though your team may not have any, you know, superstars and, you know, things, you know, like that, that popular, that popular, you know, um, basketball player, at least the whole team that, you know, the team that, you know, came and, you know, uh, at least they showed up to play, you know, and before I get back on, on the note, on that note there, I just want to let everybody know, hey, welcome online listeners. And, uh, you know, we're, we're broadcasting from uh, Long Beach, California, and our call-in number is 724-444-7444. Our PIN number is going to be 145-234-POUND. And then you're going to press 1-POUND to listen. And, hey, if you want to join the conversation, you can hit star 8. And, uh, as always, this has been brought to you by Looking Glass Entertainment. And getting back to, you know, NBA basketball. You know, uh, like I was saying, you know, it was, you know, on any given night, you know, you're, you know, you could be privy to see, like I remember when, you know, Sleepy Floyd, Floyd, during the playoff games, you know, he dropped 50, you know, and, you know, every once in a while, you know, you, you see a great, a great performance. And it wasn't just, you know, uh, about, you know, your team, it was basically, you know, going to a basketball arena was just basically seeing a great performance by an NBA player, whether it was a superstar or it was just somebody that just came alive that night. And it's like when you go to the arenas now for basketball, for the NBA basketball for that point, um, it, it seems like we're not getting that. It, it seems like we just, we're just getting, uh, hey, we just want to make sure this arena is filled. And then, you know, hey, if we give you the bad news later, then fine. You know, uh, NBA basketball has been coming, becoming more and more of a, seems like a corporate, you know, event more than, you know, just entertainment. You know, it seems like they just uh, want to fill the uh, state, you know, the arena with guys that are, you know, the, the top of the deal or just to impress a client or somebody or, you know, 
just to, you know, grab a bunch of club seats and, you know, just sit down there and, uh, you know, watch a, you know, game of basketball, knowing that, you know, their main intention was just to, to impress someone, just to say, hey, you know, um, we got, t- you know, we got tickets, you want to come, you know, come on out and, you know, afterwards we can just, you know, tighten up our business deal or something like that. But, you know, in the NBA arenas across the, you know, country, um, you don't get that that hometown, you know, that home cheering. Not unless, I mean, like most basketball arenas at halftime, very entertaining shows. But I haven't, you know, and, and I've caught a, a couple of, uh, you know, Brooklyn Nets um, basketball games, and they have excellent halftime shows. I mean, you want to be entertained and you want to, and check out a, a you know I mean it's a Brooklyn Nets game and you know you you would really enjoy it you know the money you spend even though um you know I have a model I have a dollar amount set in mind even though I went over by about fifty bucks uh, when I I did when I went to go see see that team I, I did really enjoy myself and I even though like I said I spent a couple bucks over but. You know what? I, I really did have fun, and I actually had you know a chance to go with um, my youngest son, and uh, he's you know he never you know saw a, a, a you know a NBA event you know outside of you know, our hometown of Philadelphia. So he actually had fun, and he didn't you know I guess he didn't think because you know when we went to go see him, we seen um, the uh, Brooklyn Nets play the Orlando Magic, and man, I'm gonna tell you, like I said, it was like almost like back in the day where you know, you've seen some guys that you really didn't know, and they were putting on a good performance, and you know, they, you know, they actually kept up, and you know, it was an entertaining game, you know, down to the wire, you know, and basically it was just a, you know, one head coach making a mistake and you know, not calling a timeout when he could have, and you know, this is like the little crucial, integral parts of the game that you, you know, you really enjoy when you, you know, you're out there in the arenas. And, you know, you're just seeing it, especially when you really don't have a root interest for either team. You just want to be entertained. Uh, that's, you know, like I said, you know, really didn't get the feeling at first, but at the halftime and you know, the halftime show and how they interacted with the fans, I mean, they do a great, outstanding job. So if you, you know, I, I would, you know, for, for like, like I said, you know, being uh, just travel to you know, a couple of arenas, this season, but that that was one of them that I you know I enjoyed, and so we're going to go ahead and, and I'm just going to go into the the meat of uh what we wanted to talk about tonight was uh, the the NFL and when I talk to you about the NFL tonight, I'm just going to let you know that there is a there is there has been and there has been real boycotts of NFL players, and you know through through the last. I say five seasons. The NFL and the NFL commissioner Roger Goodell—they've been doing check swings on their fans and seeing how much are they willing to go along with when they want to boycott a, when they really actually want to do a witch hunt against certain players. And you know what comes to mind is when you know uh, certain players like you know Colin Kaepernick when they uh, you know they wish to not stand for the national anthem or, you know, uh, other players, you know, wish to raise their fists. And by by no means is the NFL going to come out and say, you know, we don't like what's going on and we're going to ban these players. 
But what the NFL has done is just like, you know, any any major, major, you know, corporation, they want to do a test. And, you know, believe it or not, uh, as fans of the NFL, we've been part of that test. And, yes, we did, you know, go along with it. And so just to, to briefly let you know how we've all went along with this because a couple years ago, you know, uh, right with the Ray Rice incident and his, you know, his, his fiance and then, you know, wife, whereas so the NFL thought that because he lied to them that they were going to impose a, a ban on him. And he even said he would donate his salary and no NFL team picked him up. No NFL team had looked at him during training camp or anything. And Ray Rice became a victim of the first successful boycott, I mean, well, blackballing or boycott of a player. And you're talking about a healthy player, a player that was is capable and physically in shape and ready for, you know, the rigors of an NFL season. You know, injuries have become, become part of the game, but Ray Rice was in shape for the, you know, when the boycott was enacted for two seasons. Well, maybe three. And Ray Rice still, you know, as the first season passed, said the same thing. He would donate his whole year's salary to battered women. Second year came and he just made the announcement. And you've seen, you know, you can go on YouTube right now when you see, you, you know, you back up through the years, but you see that he has been in shape where he showed videos of him, you know, doing cuts, you know, doing runs. You know, there's not much you can do when you're the only guy on the field. And it's not like you just want to go, you know, practice with the high schoolers and stuff like that. You're a pro football player. But Ray Rice was in shape. And, you know, yes, Ray Rice was the first player successfully blackballed by the NFL. And, you know, in just a little bit, I'm going to give you a surprise of this season of the real player that has been blackballed. And uh, right now we got a caller, and we're just going to go ahead and take that caller, and then we're just going to go back into uh, my conversation here. So, caller, how are you doing? This is the sports reporter. This is Rob Hudson. How are you doing? Well, good evening, Brother Rob Hudson. This is Anna Waddell of the Soul Twins. How are you t- this evening? Hey, hey, how are you doing? You sound excited and energetic. I'm glad to hear from you. Well, thank you. And first off, I'd like to thank you for uh, supporting us last night on the show. Not a problem. And, and would like to just comment on what you're talking about with um, the Ray Rice black ball. Um, it's interesting that, yes, this man made a mistake, um, committed to contributing his whole paycheck to battered women, and things like that, and, okay, so he was blackballed. But you still have players more famous than him. Uh, what's his name? The Philadelphia, um, no, 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 Pittsburgh Steelers. Rath- Rothlin- what's Rothlisberger? Yeah, Ben Roethlisberger. Okay, yeah, Roethlisberger. Okay, that the women were saying he raped them, and, you know, it was just kind of swept under the rug. So... It's more than I believe 
it's blackballing, but it's always it's all it always looks like a a successful black player is always positioned to be put back in his place. Mm-hmm. So when does this stop? You know, well, and mm-hmm. with these c- contracts <laughs> that these players are signing, you really need to know what you're signing up for. Yes, the family's excited. You're going to make all this money. You've never had this money before. We can live in this house. But what is the cost that you really will pay? And and I agree with you, you know, especially in basketball. It's branding and uh, product product placement, product p- promotion. Mm-hmm. I remember back in the day, a basketball team wore the exact same tennis shoes. Now everybody wears who they're who 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 brand they're promoting, you know. So there's no, it's it's all commercialization. And yes, I think now we get less true team performance out of these athletics than before because it's all about money, you know. Okay, well he needs to play this much uh, time because he's he's the big draw. And so guys that really have skills, you don't really get to see that as much, more than likely, until they end up going to another team that really needs their help because of that superstar status. That's right. So those those are the points that I wanted to make, and I thank you because I'm really enjoying what you're saying, particularly about the NFL. So keep doing your thing, and I'm all ears. Oh, thanks so much. All right, and so – uh, guess what? You know, BevNet is, is BevNet strong, and uh, we we support our hosts and our you know um, our hosts. And um, I hope everyone tunes in. You know, um, last night was a, a a great show. And just to get jump back into the to my topic, and this is going to be the shocker. Now, the NFL has you know blackballed successfully another player, and once again. It's been under our eyes. And, you know, before I, I name that player, I'm just going to run down a couple of things. But right now, I do want to bring a caller in. And, um, hey, how you doing, caller? It's Rob Hudson, and it's the sports reporter. How you doing? I'm doing excellent. Peace and abundant divine blessings. This is the master sound therapist, Huni Bakatun, a.k.a. the Magic Man. How you doing, sir? Oh, man, my man, how you doing, man? I'm doing excellent. Happy New Year. Oh, same to you, man. Same to you. Man, you had many blessed ones that, you know, beyond this one. You are. You are. You are truly a blessing. And uh, let me get this in right quick. I am the host of We Will Aware You. I will be speaking tonight uh, for my third part series of We Will Aware You. I'll be speaking on equality. And uh, so I'm asking you and your listening audience to tune in as I'm a part of your family here at Bev Nation and Damien Network as a whole. We all under the same roof, all right. under O-N-E. Let me share something right quick. I appreciate your topic, but um, not to go in contrast with you, but since I'm the magic man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to get my point across, and I'm going to do it a little bit differently. I, right. think about play, I think about playing pool. Yeah, I'm a pretty good pool player myself, right? And uh, currently – so far, I haven't seen the eight ball have that type of power to actually, you know, to eight ball anything. 
but the cue ball does. That's right. That's just one that that's just one that, that to think about, you know. That's just one to think about. So uh I wanna put it on pause, continue to listen to the rest of your show, man. I love your energy, I love your topic, your con your content. And uh I wanna listen to the rest of what you have to say tonight. Okay? Thanks, oh, okay, sir. yeah, no problem, no problem. Trust me, uh this is gonna be good and um, you know, thanks so much for calling in and you know, like you said, you know, uh we all you know we may be under different umbrellas, but we're all one family. And, you know, please, you know, uh, support, you know, our fellow, uh, you know, BevNet Strong, you know, hosts. And, you know, you know, we're all on the uh, umbrella of uh, O&E. And, you know, Mr. Ngozi, you know, uh, he's doing a great job of uh, putting together some hosts and making sure that he's providing, uh, you know, a good night of entertainment. And, you know, just to mention, you know, Mr. Ngozi, uh, let me just tell you, um, I've only met him, you know, in person, I believe, one time. And I know that, you know, we've hear, heard of, uh, you know, a lot of CEOs that have, you know, um, as, as time has passed, that we hear something negative. But, you know, um, you're always going to hear something negative about someone. Yes, you know, you hear something positive and you hear something negative. But one thing that um, about Mr. Ngozi, one thing that, you know, I'm you know, willing to, you know, put my trust in is that uh, you never hear about, you know, some of the crap that, you know, the, the Matt Lowers, uh, you know, some of the, the CEOs that let the Eagles, you know, get a, you know, get ahead of them, whereas though, you know, after a while where these big and, and powerful mighty men, you know, uh, fall, they, they, they fall to where, you know, um, their standards are actually short where they, you know, otherwise judge other people. So, you know, Mr. Ngozi, you know, my hat's off to you. And like I said, um, I'm, I'm willing to bet my last dollar that uh, you'll never hear anything about uh, um, any kind of uh, scandalous uh, or, you know, dishonorable act, you know, against, you know, women. And, um, you know, like I said, it, it's kind of hard to, you know, um, you know, put your trust in someone, but, you know, I do trust Mr. Ngozi. And I do believe that um, he has, you know, you know, from all my all my knowledge, and I do know a lot of people, and I know a lot of people that interact with him, and um, you know, that's not the type of man he is. And so, you know, with that being said, I just wanted to say that that was just something that was on my heart when um, it, I just I just got it out there. So let me just get back into my topic. Um, sorry about that, guys. I, that was just something for some reason I just wanted to say. So. Now to go back to the the, the the player that got boy the actually player that got boycotted this something I know everybody is more concentrating on the Colin Kaepernick issue uh, about him you know sitting down you know down to his socks but there were teams that actually needed a quarterback and I'm going to go with those teams that desperately needed the quarterback like needed the quarterback to like save their seasons or not even save their season but just to actually have a quality quarterback. First one was the Cleveland Browns. The next one was the Indianapolis Colts. And everybody says, well, yeah, they have Andrew Luck. Well, guess what? Andrew Luck wasn't Andrew Luck. He wasn't really fully recovered from his injury. And then you have the Houston Texans, you know, even though their, you know, their top draft pick, he was just flourishing. But guess what? Uh, he eventually got hurt. Injuries are part of the game. They desperately need a quarterback for them to even, you know, salvage their season, but they did not seek this man out. And then you also had the San Francisco 49ers that did not write their season until they made a trade. Basically, when you make a trade and you get a quarterback, 
I don't care how good he is. He has to know your system. And guess what? There was a quarterback right there for the, you know, for the, for the taking, and they didn't take it. As well as the New York Giants. They had no faith in Eli Manning this season. You know, all of a sudden, you know, um, the blame goes to their head coach, Ben McAdoo, who got fired. And they chose not to choose this man. Then you have the Chicago Bears. They have their young quarterback, and he's not ready. He just needs some more toolage, and he just needs a capable veteran in front of him to either help him, you know, along with the game, or just somebody just minding the store until he's ready. And then the last team is the Philadelphia Eagles. Their playoff hopes of going deep in the playoffs are over an uh, unconfident quarterback. And this whole time, and the teams I named, now the real player that's been boycotted this year is Robert Griffin III, not Colin Kaepernick. Colin, Colin Kaepernick is a controversial figure, but the real hidden figure where they hid from everyone is Robert Griffin III. Robert Griffin III, all the way from training camp from the beginning of this year, has had YouTube videos, all kind of videos, world star videos of him training, him rolling out, him doing all kinds of passes. Yet no team took Robert Griffin III. And why do you figure that? Right after the owners' meeting from last season, all of a sudden Cleveland decided to not opt into the contract. It's just to basically cut him, cut the man. And no other team touched him. It seems mighty funny that when the owners get together, along with the commissioner, just like when Ray Rice was, was just boycotted, all of a sudden there's a player, for some reason, no matter what happens, or what condition they're in, or what playing shape they're in. And yes, like our, our friend Anna was saying, that yeah, it does seem like there are some players that are privy to where they will show a blind eye. One of those players, you know, and I guess they figure, you know, from from time to time, yes, we can give, you know, a certain player a chance. And, you know, depending on what color or, or not, you know, Ben Roethlisberger, they had dead to rights. They could have easily nullified his contract and blackballed him from the NFL. But in the same case, they have a glowing example with Michael Vick where, you know, uh, everything went bad and they allowed him back into the league. You know why? Because Roger Goodell and the owners all agreed just to make a better product if he turns it around, which he did. Now, in the case of Ray Rice, they just totally did not give the man a chance. And with Robert Griffin III, the only owner that she had an axe to grind with him was the owner of the Redskins. But yet he convinced all the other owners that Robert Griffin III is trash. He went on his campaign spill during the owners' meeting, and he reached over it. I know the, the Cleveland Browns the ownership, the general managership, I don't care if they fired the general manager. They stole a bunch of idiots. These, this is the team 
that passed on Carson Wentz when they had a chance to draft him, which I kind of understand because, you know, Carson Wentz was a question mark. He, you know, he didn't have a, a glorious, you know, resume. But Deshaun Watson, they totally had a chance to draft him. And you know what they did? They didn't draft him. So if you can say, hey, you know, that team is, you know, you can cross them out. But there are so many other teams that had a chance. And right now, if a team needed a quarterback, Robert Griffin III right now, even though he's broadcasting, that contract was designed for him to opt out so he can play for a football team. And even though a whole full training camp, a whole preseason, a whole season has passed, and now we got to, we're to the postseason, there's teams that still need some kind of help in the form of quarterback, and they're refusing to sign the man. If you're trying to win a Super Bowl and you know there's a man out there that can help you, why don't you sign him? You know why? Because it's a good old play system, and that's where you let one, you put a wall over somebody's eyes once, you think you can do it twice, and you're going to keep doing it. So guess what? Why everybody screaming about Colin Kaepernick, you know, Robert Griffin III, you know, he's just sitting out there. And guess what? You know, while he's broadcasting, he's not going to say it, but I know he's, he should be taking legal action. And, you know, let me just tell you, as being uh, the sports director and, and you know, um, I, I'm having fun and I just want to let you know that, uh, you know, I'm re in the broadcast pretty soon. But just remember, everyone, you know, there is, you know, three is not a winner and number two, no one remembers. You know, make the goal to be number one. Reach within yourself to be number one. And um, right now we're just going to bring um, Mr. Ngozi on. And uh, he's just going to come on uh, right now. Well, first of all, I love the fact that you said Robert Griffin III is um, not only a blackball human being, but also um, a lot of the white establishment does not like the fact that he flaunts around with uh, <coughs> white women. And not only white women, some ugly white women. I, I'm sorry. I'm just keeping it real. I'll say, I'll say what race you are. You ugly, you ugly. Um, and then, you know what I mean, you know, Anna Waddell said the best, you know, she just chatted me and said, man, you know, Alla Jack Johnson. So go ahead, Anna Waddell, with that one, because you're absolutely right. Um, but this Wednesday, January 3rd, 2018, you look at another person who was blackballed, the only person in the history of the National Football League that was blackballed for winning, and that was Doug Williams. Doug Williams yeah. won the Super Bowl in 1987, and he wasn't supposed to win the Super Bowl in 1987. <laughs> that was more than Jay Schrader. But they wanted the Redskins to win the title, and Doug Williams had to be unmistakably, uncompromisingly uh, black. You know, he was, he was so uncompromisingly black, he reminded you of Jackie Robinson. Dark brown skin and, and was winning. And right after that, he went, to the, he went to Disney World and never was able to be on the NFL team again. So this league has had its, its share of injustices, uh, especially when you speak out, especially when they hold you back from the Hall of Fame. Ask Terrell Owens, ask Chad Johnson, ask how long they held Art Monk back 15 years, ask how long they held Chris Carter back nine years. But Michael Irvin can smoke crack and get in the Hall of Fame in six. Mm. And on that note, <laughs> David Network, Beverly Nation, 
we here to make sure we tell the truth on a constant, constant basis. Better this is advertising through O&E, which is Oladelli and Dozy Enterprises. You can reach us, of course, wonderfully, at www.lookingglassentertainment.wordpress.com as well as Ngozi Primetime 1 at bevnet.com. We are Ngozi Primetime on Twitter, Ngozi Time at Instagram, Oladelli and Ngozi, both Pinterest and Google+. Oladelli and Malayu Ngozi at Facebook as well as our business page, the BevNet Sports Report and Beverly Nation Online Radio. Any comments, suggestions through our wonderful programming, my at gmail.com. Now, we're not finished. In less than 14 minutes, we come right back on here. This is O&E Triple Wonderful Wednesday, okay? And we come back on with our brother, Markel Bagley. Now, I, I, I really, really, really am happy tonight for all the things that our brother Rob Hudson has doing for our network as our sports director. He is so engaged in, in his process. Uh, and, and I love that person that's always prepared. So, you know, you know, Brother um, you know, Rob Hudson, are you ready, Brother, what Brother Markell's going to talk about tonight? You ready for this topic tonight? You ready, ready what I'm about to tell you? It is. What is the effect of Donald Trump on our youth? And do our youth have the power to change presidency? That's tonight. In a few minutes. <laughs> Mr. Markell Bagley, abstract at the Terminal and Motivated Online Network of TalkShoot.com over there. And the pin number there is 142-107-POUND. I am. You're my one flowers paid producer, Ola Deli Malay, when goes to sing night. Good luck to all the folks out there on for radio supports and conservation. Brother Rob Hudson, we got 44 seconds. Take us home, brother. All right. Like I was saying, uh, you know, thanks so much. Uh, you know, uh, this has been the BevNet Sports Reporter. You know, thanks so much, and I'll see you in two weeks. And, and you know, my next show is going to be January 17th, 2018. Can't wait to see you, and, uh, you know, God bless everyone, and, you know, God's will, you know, we'll, we'll do it again. Thanks so much. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.